what's going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I'm so excited that you're here. This podcast was designed for you if you are a woman entrepreneur who is incredibly driven and you want to be the one fully in charge of what your business looks like and therefore what your life looks like. We build businesses by design. I am so excited because today you are listening to the Great Eight series. I have dug into the archives of the Biz Women Rock podcast episodes from the past couple of years and literally handpicked, okay, well, not literally, virtually, I guess, handpicked eight of the best conversations that I've had over these past couple of years. Now, I'm bringing these specific eight to you for a couple of reasons. Number one, perhaps they got the most downloads over all of these years. And or perhaps they were just conversations that I keep finding myself referring to, whether in conversation with clients of mine, with women who are asking questions within the Biz Women Rock Facebook group, or honestly, just me remembering things as I go through along my own business journey. And I'm like, oh, I remember on the, on this episode, so-and-so said that, <laughs> which is sort of a long way of saying that there are so many amazing nuggets of wisdom within all of these episodes. And lastly, And really a big, big reason why I wanted to share the grouping of these eight episodes together is because they really embody what my true beliefs about business have become, that you are the one who gets to decide what your business looks like, and you have the freedom and the power to create what that is, and that the business that you're building is all about the inside journey. It is so much about who you are deciding to become and who you are evolving into and tapping into that at every step along the way. And that it's all okay, that your journey does not have to look like anyone else's. With that, I hope you enjoy each and every single one of these eight episodes, whether you listen to them when they originally came out or this is your first time hearing them. I really encourage you to turn up the volume and listen to the wisdom within. The moment Kendra Hennessy came into my space, I knew I had to talk to her. She's the founder of Mother Like a Boss, an online company that is dedicated to bringing homemaking into the present, helping moms better run their homes so they and everyone in their family can thrive. She started her entrepreneurial journey as a house cleaner, and after 10 years of that, decided that she was done and wanted to do something that really lit her up. So in January 2016, she began Mother Like a Boss and spent the next year stumbling as she tried to figure out what the brand actually was and how she could best serve. During our conversation, Kendra shares her story about how she first began creating platforms where her audience could be attracted to her some of her biggest failures that eventually forced her to listen to what her moms really wanted versus what she thought they wanted, and a collaboration that not only grew her audience, but shot her business into an entirely new stratosphere. Sit back and enjoy this conversation with the fabulous Kendra Hennessy. Kendra, what's going on, girl? How are you? Hey, hey, how are you? (laughs) 
After a slew of random tech yuckiness, we're finally here chatting. I'm so excited. Yes. Awesome. Uh, (laughs) That's just how it works. When you have something that needs to be done, the tech doesn't work. If you were just getting on to like play some random game, it would work just fine. Or getting onto my 150 tabs that are on my computer, right? (laughs) There would be no issue whatsoever. But when you have something to do on a time schedule, everything works. Kendra and I were chatting before we started pressing record about, you know, like both of us are sort of in this space of not only owning a lot of efficiency and productivity and being focused, but like we turn around and teach a lot of that stuff too. And we were having a nice little, you know, chuckle of humility that like, oh, I have had like 150 tabs on my computer up before because I'm like, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. What? I need all these things. What? I can't close it down. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When you, when you called in and I had to answer it, I was like frantically like click, 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 like going through all of my tabs. Like I didn't have a hundred tabs open. I wasn't just doing all the things. No. Not. Oh my gosh. Uh, we joke that she's going to have a specific podcast episode and blog post called Lost in the Tabs, right? Or Drowning yeah. in the Tabs. <laughs> I feel like that. Oh my God. That's, my, that's what daily happens. In my yeah. Yes, of course. So hi, welcome hi. to the podcast. Thanks so I'm really much. honored that you're here. I have been wanting to have a conversation. Most people don't really get this. You'll get this as a fellow podcaster. Most, re- most people don't really know that I always have like an underlying desire and a motive to bring people on that I really want to have a conversation with. Like I really want to get to know you. I really want to find out a little bit more about you. And big bonus, I get to share you with everyone else. So it becomes a little bit of a personally driven pleasure of mine. But I have sort of been sitting and watching you kind of do your thing pretty well just over the past couple of months. And I know that that, uh, there's a lot that's happened before that that I didn't see. And I really wanted to bring that light in your story to this community. First off, can you talk a little bit about Mother Like a Boss? Because I want everyone to have a little bit of a background as to where this conversation will be going and sprouting from. Yeah. So my company is Mother Like a Boss. I started it in January of 2016. So almost 2 years as of this recording. I feel like as cheesy as this sounds, I feel like it's been in my heart for a lot of years before that. But that's when the sort of it, it started. That's where the genesis started. I owned a cleaning business before that. So I had a cleaning business for 10 years. And Mother Like a Boss started because I A, wanted to do something different. Cleaning is great. I had a wonderful business, but it's not scalable. It's growable. It's not scalable. And after 10 years, cleaning people's houses five days a week, even with help, is draining. And it's really hard on your body. And I had two kids. And I felt like even though I had my own business, I felt like I was an employee of my own business. And that was something I just didn't want anymore. And so... I started listening to podcasts. Interestingly enough, a podcast called Biz Women Rock. <laughs> I literally had never listened to podcasts before. I was the and first one. <laughs> yes, you were like the first. You and Shalene Johnson. No, yes, so yes. Two podcasts that my mom had li- knew Shalene, knew of Shalene, not knew Shalene. And she was like, "You should listen to this podcast." I'm like, "I don't even know what a podcast is." And so I fell down this sort of rabbit hole, and I decided, "Wow, there are people doing such interesting things online." There was no way for me to move my cleaning business online. I can't clean people's houses from the comfort of my own home. (laughs) So I thought, what is the bigger message that I want? And most of my clients were moms. And I was realizing that they were actually stressed that I was coming over to their house to clean because there was a bigger picture going on 
They weren't organized. They didn't know how to manage their homes. It wasn't just cleaning. It was the whole home management. And so really Mother Like a Boss is my way of helping what I call reluctant homemakers. Um, My mission is really to bring homemaking into the 21st century and get rid of some of the icky and antiquated feelings we have around it. Because when you say homemaking, it brings up a lot of very weird pictures in our minds. And I think we go back to that 1950s housewife with the heels and the apron. And homemaking is just making your home. That's it. That's all it is. Um, You can do that whether you're a stay-at-home mom of six or whether you're a badass CEO of a company. It's all the same and we all have to do it. And moms especially tend to be the hub of their homes. And so when moms know how to manage the home better, the rest of the people in the home tend to be a lot happier and healthier. Uh, I love that. What a great mission. What a great movement. I got goosebumps as you were saying that. And you know, especially the business woman is who's listening to right now. She, vast majority of us are the hubs of our homes, whether we are a mother or whether we're the, just a part of the spousal relationship, that that's what we do. That's how we organize. And we are the ones who have that on our shoulders and we're trying to build a business. So sometimes it can be ridiculously overwhelming. And so I just, I love that whole thought. Everyone I feel who has ever tried to make this jump from an offline business to an online business or just start an online business from scratch. Yeah. Everyone has a great idea. I'm going to dissect what you actually did along this path in hopes that for you listening, it gives you maybe a couple of ideas of how to fill in the blanks of what you could do or at a good idea or at the very least just make you feel like, oh, okay, cool. She did that too. Okay. She fell on her butt. Great. You know, awesome. But I, I would really love to get a little bit of a magnifying glass on your experience over these past few years because I want to know how you took that idea and you made it real and you made it big. So talk to me a little bit about what it was in those first couple of months, maybe the first year really. Yeah, it was probably the first year that I made the most mistakes, the most falling on my ass mistakes. When I first started, I didn't even really know what Mother Like a Boss was. I didn't really know what it even was. At first, I thought before I even started this part of my business, I thought, well, I could teach other people how to start cleaning businesses. Like you know how you you start yep. with a, a something, and then what happened was I realized I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't do, but I don't want to do that. That doesn't right. make me happy. That doesn't make me feel like I want to wake up in the morning and do what I love. I felt like I would just be trading one thing that I didn't really love to do for another thing I didn't really love to do. I had a passion for my cleaning business when I started it. And I wanted to have that passion again. And so that was really short-lived for like a month. I thought that. And then I really got into... I had taken a course about branding and they asked some really great questions. And I just... I sat down with my husband and I was like, I think I just want to teach moms about like mom stuff. And he was like, I think that's a great idea. And I will say, and I think it's important for people to hear this. It took me a really long time to step into my zone of genius because I was dead set against teaching what I teach now because I thought nobody cared. Literally, I thought no one cared about this. Why would anybody want to listen to someone talk about homemaking or cleaning or organizing or time ownership? Like No one cares about that. My thought was, if they really care about cleaning, they'll just hire somebody or they'll look on Pinterest or they'll... I made up all these excuses. So I feel like my journey took so much longer because I wasn't willing to just step into that role and say, but there are people out there who need you. And I think that's a really important message because I feel like most people do that when they start. Yeah. They hold themselves back and they're like, yeah, but there's other people teaching that. It's like, they need to hear you teach it. Or they think no one even cares. No one would pay for this. That's the one I hear the most. I'm sure you hear that all the time. Like no one would pay for this. And I'm like, do you want to hear the businesses 
that I've heard of that people are making money at that just you can teach anything, you can make money doing anything, but you have to have a passion for it and you also have to fill a need. So if you're filling a need, then you can make money at it. So I think that what kind of long story short is that I fell a lot in that first year because I tried a bunch of stuff that just didn't fit. It didn't fit with my brand. It didn't fit with my mission. And it wasn't until I got super clear on what my mission was then everything just fell into place. And I listened to what people wanted instead of giving them what I thought they needed. That was where... like, I was giving them what I thought they needed instead of what they actually wanted. Tell me what they wanted. It it changed. Okay. So that is a really nice statement. That sounds really pretty. Yeah. Give a real example of what that means because there are a lot of women listening who are like, okay, I have a platform. I have people following me. And I keep putting stuff out there and I'm just not getting as many hits on it as what I want. And it falls in line a lot with those of us who are our avatars. Like we are speaking to the women or whoever it is, we are them. So we're thinking like, oh, well, who I am and what I would need would drive this particular idea or program or freebie or whatever that thing is or offer. Tell me a real life example of what that meant. So case in point was about a year ago. Right now, I opened a group coaching program and I thought, oh, it can be moms and we'll go over five weeks of cleaning and organizing and all that stuff. And it'll be from a very deep perspective because that's what people need is they want to like dig in deeper. And I know that what they need is to set better goals. I know that they need better priorities. Yeah, that doesn't matter because that's not what they wanted. And I had a whopping one person join that group program. Group. Yeah, I was going to say that. It kind of didn't work with the whole group concept, right? (laughs) um, I made it work and she got a ton of great one-to-one help from me. But what happened was fast forward about three months, I finally just listened to people and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put out this mini course about creating a cleaning routine. Because I kept hearing that over and over. I don't even know where to start, Kendra. I don't even know what to do. And I put out a mini course that's like maybe two hours of content, PDFs, a few videos, literally just like screencast videos, some audios, sold it for $29 and that was it. It was like I got sales that first day. Like they were coming in and I was... I had never had that happen before. And I realized, ah, that's what they wanted. It's not what I thought they needed. It's what they wanted. And then when I created my signature course, which is Homemaker You, I was able to put in what I know that they need underneath what they want. So like they want a more cohesive house and they want to learn how to clean. But what I know they need is better goals and priorities. So I stick that in there. Yeah. Market it like that. (laughs) Yes. I love this. This is one of my favorite conversations about like sell them what they want, give them what they need. Right. I had somebody say that to me earlier on and this is how I always put it. So I love Beachbody. Like 30 minutes, put it on, take it off, all that stuff. Beachbody sells me six pack abs and a really hot ass. Right. Mm. But what they give me, what they give me is an eating plan that totally makes sense. What they give me is an efficient way to have a workout and fit it in with a busy lifestyle. That's what they give me because that's ultimately what I need to have true success. But they're yeah. not going to sell that stuff to me because that's boring and I would never buy that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, someone said once, it was like two years ago that I heard this, don't sell people socks, sell them warm feet. And I was like, yes, that's ah. genius. Like no one wants socks. Socks are boring and dumb and no one cares about that. What people want are warm feet. And they want you to want to hear how their warm feet are going to make them feel happy during the day because their feet are warm and not cold. And like that's so true. And I just feel like so many of us don't take that into consideration because we're trying so hard to just give people what they need. And oh, no, I want you to have this because you need it. But they don't know that they need that. Right. They want six pack abs. <laughs> yeah. They want. Yeah. 
So sell that authentically, obviously, you know, but you're going to deliver and over deliver what they actually want and need. Yes. There's something that we're sort of glossing over and I want, and it's a giant topic for a lot of businesswomen, which is, well, you must've had platforms for which you were going back and, and tapping into and hearing from your moms. So can you just talk a little bit about what platforms you do have, where your moms gather, how you have built an audience? Give a, a little bit of a landscape of that and maybe how you have grown those over the years. Yeah, I have a Facebook group. So that's where... And I am the first to say, I do not think Facebook groups are for everybody. I don't at all. I've seen some niches just not... Even if people in my niche, it just a different... It's a different mission or a different message and they just don't work. So I don't think it works for everybody. For me, it works. Facebook tends to be where moms are the most. I don't use Twitter. I don't have Twitter. I mean, I have it, but I don't use it. So really Instagram and Facebook are my two platforms. Also email list. My email list has become like gold to me. Even when I had like 100 people on my email list, it didn't matter. I tried so hard to just treat them well. And now I have quite a few more than 100. But same thing. Like I feel like somebody gives you their email address. It's the equivalent of when people used to give you their phone number. You feel like they trust you. You have to make sure that you're giving them something of value and not just calling them and, and spam them. So I've grown my uh, Facebook group and my Instagram and uh, my Facebook page. I do a lot of live videos. I love live video. I think it's so fun. And people can also watch it on the replay. So I think that's been really great for me. The way that I have single-handedly grown all of my platforms is collaborations. I am a huge advocate of collaborating with other people, cross-promoting, joint ventures, whatever you want to call it. But that's been huge for me because we're able to fill in the gaps for my niche at least. I'm able to fill in a gap for somebody else and they're able to fill in a gap for me. So maybe somebody that does meal planning. Well, I don't really talk about that that much. So we can talk to each other and talk to each other's audiences and get new people on our email list and new people to like our Facebook page. And collaboration has really been the way that I have grown my audience a lot. Love that. Love that. And it's you being out there and being able to share your expertise, for example, on their platforms, offer your platforms. And by doing that, those people get interested and all of a sudden they're in your sphere of influence. So... Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So let's dip in a little further into... You did this mini course, 29 bucks. All of a sudden you're like, boom. Okay. Got it. I would really love to know a little bit about your journey as an online business person because so many women are going through this transition now of really trying to make a go at being able to have an online business or a freedom business. right? And it's not as easy as what it looks like from the outside. So what happened? What was sort of the next phase after you realized, okay, this course works? And what's between that and the signature course that you currently have? So really, I had thought about the signature course before I even did the mini course. I had thought about putting it together. I just didn't know how it was going to look. And then once I launched that mini course and saw how that worked, I was like, Oh, good. I have the ability now to create something bigger. And what happened really, the honest truth is what happened is I was in the middle of creating it. I was on a podcast. It was the Purposeful Home Podcast with my friend, Kelsey Van Kirk and uh, her co-host, Ali Kazaza. Now, Ali Kazaza, for those of you that don't know, is huge in the... She like blew up in the uh, minimalism like for mothers and stuff. So anyway, I didn't know her from Adam. She didn't want me to be on the podcast because she thought it was the antithesis of what she <laughs> talked about, which is I talked about organization in some parts. She talks about decluttering. They're two totally different things. So anyway, got on the podcast. I was super excited. I knew that they had big numbers and I thought, good, this will be a nice boost. Well, that night I got an email from Allie that said, we need to work together. 
I just, we hit it right off. And from then on, we actually collaborated and put our two courses together and sold them as a bundle. And both of us found that our bundle sold better than us separately. Like we got such huge results from doing one webinar together because we found that they literally filled in the gaps for each other. So she has a a decluttering course and I had a homemaking course and it just fit right together. So that's sort of the honest truth of how that happened, which you can't manufacture. You can't really manufacture that. So I can't really tell you the steps of how to get a great collaboration, except for putting yourself out there. I met Kels. I met her podcast co-host because I went to a conference and I didn't necessarily have the money to afford to go to that conference, but I knew that it was going to help me. So I saved up the money to go to that conference and I put myself out there. When I was there, I tried to meet as many people as possible. I think in the online world, people neglect in-person meetings more than they should. And I don't think that I can stress enough that if you are working online, you absolutely have got to make connections with people offline or at the very least online. Get on a Zoom call. Get on a Skype call with people. Make those face-to-face connections because that's what's going to skyrocket your success. At least that's that. what I've seen for most people. Love that. So that's really where you are right now. That's You're working on that. You and Allie are really collaborating. I see yeah. your Facebook Lives. You're getting yep. people onto this class so that you can teach them more and then they can opt into your course. What do you see next? Like, What's kind of the next around the corner type of a thing that gets you really excited right now? I'm actually going to be recording over the next few months. I'm going to be recording a video cleaning course because again, I listened to what people wanted and I always thought, yeah, but you could just go on YouTube and watch people clean. And then I realized, you know what? I talk to moms. I don't just talk to random people. I'm going to talk to moms about how to do this in the mom way, the way that's easy, that's quick, that they don't have to take a lot of their time to do. So I'm professionally recording a video course that's a tutorial-based course. It's called Clean It Like You Mean It. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And I have a podcast that's coming out. So I'm going to be doing a podcast, a live videos. I really see what's coming is trying to bring my mission to bigger audiences. So my business coach is like, you need to be on the Today Show. You need to be featured. I'm like, well, let's do one step at a time. But <laughs> yeah, like, I really, I have a heart for the mission of just making life easier for moms because we are just an underserved part of the population, mostly by our own doing, I will say, because we don't think that we need to be served. We think that we should know all the answers and we shouldn't. So I want to help moms get the answers. All right. So let's pull the curtain back a little bit. How does this actually show up? Your mission, everything that you're doing, the practicalities of how you have to show up and serve, the courses that you're creating, all of the women that you're constantly in front of, putting yourself out there. You have two kids. You have a husband. You have a home that you are the CEO of yourself. How does that actually show up in your life? What do you do in your life to make all of those things that are important to you work? I say no a lot. That's my biggest... I mean, honestly, I say no to a lot of stuff. I only say yes to things that fit my priorities. I have very clear priorities and I've not always been good at that. And that's why I'm at the point that I'm at now because I think that women in general tend to be people pleasers. And we tend to say yes to things because we feel like if we say no, we're going to be a bitch and we're going to be selfish. And I just had to stop and realize that the only way I was going to get to where I wanted to be in my business and the only way my family was going to get to where they wanted to be was by saying no. So I say no to a lot. 
I have really great priorities and I delegate. <laughs> My kids are 10 and 4 and they have a lot to do in the house. They have a lot of chores. They have a lot of responsibility. I always tell them it's not a punishment. It's more of community building. That I mm-hmm. want them to realize that being a part of a home is the same as being a part of a community and everyone helps where they can. So obviously my four-year-old can't mow the lawn. So my husband mows the lawn. But what my four-year-old can do is help fold the laundry. And so he's contributing where he can. So we do a lot of delegated in our house. (laughs) Love that. I am so looking forward to my two-year-old getting to an age where that is part of it. Right now, I'm teaching the lesson of like, okay, let's pick this up. And Mm -hmm. it becomes more of 10 minutes of teaching the lesson. And she picks up one of the 800 Cheerios that are on the floor. And I have to praise her for picking that one up and like, let's do more, but I don't have 45 more minutes to make sure they're all cleaned up. So yeah, that's the stage I'm at right now. (laughs) You're doing a great job just by taking that 10 minutes. Most people (laughs) like, okay, let's clean up. No, you're not doing it right. Like two (laughs) seconds into it. And I'm like, just let them, like, they'll be so good because one day she'll pick up two Cheerios. I know. And like, you won't even have to ask her and she'll just do it. That's going to be a success. She knows the words in English and in Spanish, by the way, go throw this in the trash. She knows how to do that. (laughs) Perfect. You're already ahead of the game. I I love it. So it would be really interesting to me because you are talking to moms because you are a mom. I'm really interested to hear how you see your own interaction with your business impact your kids. What are you aware of that they see in you? And for example, like before you and I got on this call, you were like telling me like, yeah, my four-year-old is here at home, but he knows we've done a lot of training for a long time, but he knows now mommy's on a call. And so she's, you know, you need to stay away. Like how have you seen your growth and your success and and, and your evolution in your business Mm. impact your kids or how they see you? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I will say that I have been a business owner for the same amount of time that I've been a mom. So I was pregnant when I started my first business. I was 22, pregnant. My husband and I weren't married yet and I just dropped out of college. So really just... (laughs) You had all the check marks on. (laughs) Oh my God. When not to start your own business. It worked. It was okay. But I've just always known being a business owner. But then when I started online, that was a totally different thing because I was in the house. And so it was like a year or so of creating super solid boundaries, making them aware of the fact that even though mommy is home, (laughs) mommy is working the same as when mommy had the cleaning business and mommy was out of the house. She couldn't see me and I was working. So it took a lot of boundaries. It took a lot of getting rid of guilt that I had because if I had... My mom would come over sometimes to take care of the kids or help or even my husband. I could hear them downstairs and I could hear, you know, even if my son would throw a fit and realizing like, no, I I don't need to go down there. Somebody else is taking care of that and not having that guilt. And so the way that it's impacted my kids is that now they're at a point where all I have to do is go out and just say, okay, guys, I'm recording. And they're like, okay. And we've had a conversation with my daughter about the fact that mommy doing this now and my success trickles down in the family because that's the reason that we can go to Disney World. That's the reason that we can do the fun things that we're allowed to do because I work hard in my business and I'm able to help these moms. And my daughter's also a ham. So she kind of wants to do live videos now and she wants to help me record videos. So uh, (laughs) that's been good is to show them the impact that you can have just by having a really good mission and getting out there and putting it out there. 
I love that. I'll end with this final story that is really touching. So I'm always very interested in like how how our kids are seeing us as we, you know, as we're sort of doing our thing. And it's especially for those of us who have like this big mission in the world and like we're really living these purposeful businesses, right? So one of my clients and longtime member of the Biz Women Rock community, Nicole Carver, she was featured on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She has a concierge. To that one. Love her. So this is the story that she told me and I'm and I know that she would be okay with me telling it. So she and her daughter, I don't know how old her daughter is, but let's just say seven, six, seven. Ooh, sorry, Nicole. Anyway, they always listen to every Monday morning, they're driving to you know her school and they listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so she knows the music. She, you know, her daughter knows everything. So that day that she was being featured, she's like, Hey, why don't you put on the podcast? And so she put it on and she, her daughter's listening to me explain who Nicole is like in my intro. She's like, mommy, that's you. Oh my gosh. And so she listened to the whole thing and she just turned around to her mom and she was like, I'm so proud of you. And then she's like, I want to be on a podcast one day. I know, right? Her heart just, oh my God. <laughs> but it's, it, I love those moments when it's just like, The work that we do in purposefully driven businesses, not only does it impact our lives, not only in everything that comes with that and the abundance that we really want and believe in, but it impacts obviously all those others that we serve and everyone else around us, like literally everyone who gets to see us thriving in our light and what we're here to do. So I just honor you for that because I couldn't agree with you more and I didn't get it. And I don't know if anyone gets it if you're not a mom. That's not to exclude everyone, but it's like, it's just a club. Like once you become a... I didn't get it before I was a mom. And once I became a mom, I was like, oh, oh, women are freaking awesome, man. (laughs) Oh my God. Holy cow. (laughs) I see in my community just, or my students, like they'll come in, you know, we're in like the middle of a launch now and they'll come into the Facebook group and they're like, hi, you know, I'm Amy. I'm, I have six kids and I'm pregnant with my seventh and I'm going back to school and I'm starting, I'm like, holy crap, yeah. girl. Like, I just want, I really want to bow down to them and just say like, I can't believe that you're even doing this work on top of all that and just serving their homes. And when you're serving your home, then your kids are going out and they're serving the world. And that's, I just think that women are, you know, I love men. My husband's great. He's amazing. <laughs> but I think he would even say that really just the hub of the house is the mom or, you know, and the women. Yeah. Sure. I love it. Obviously, can't agree with your mission more. Thank you so much for sharing your story here. It's so touching. I have really, really enjoyed just watching you work and watching you show up and watching you give your gift. It's so obvious. I love seeing that in people who have online businesses, you watching them give their gift. And and I love that you're just continuing to shed that light everywhere. So you guys go check her out. Mother Like a Boss. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. If you are a mom, this is where you got to be. You got to go check her out. And thank you so much for being here, Kendra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high-performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had... I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode.